It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's right. Your team, all five days during the weekday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm so happy to be here talking with you guys about these Carolina Panthers as we inch Closer to the 2021 season, we're currently in OTAs, and I have plenty of stuff today on Panther OTAs. I guess technically it's just OTA because the activities already makes it plural, but still, called OTAs doesn't really matter. I once worked with a guy who was a real stickler over that. He was also one of the biggest jerks I ever worked with, so let's ignore him and call it OTAs anyway. Sam Darnold, Chris McCaffrey, Matt Rule, all three spoke to the media on Tuesday afternoon and I have some audio from all three of those guys if you missed out on any of it. And also my reactions and takeaways to what they said. So let's go ahead and start off with the head man, Matt Rule, who... I don't know if Matt Rule is one of those guys that you're ever going to see get giddy. But he was borderline giddy about finally being back out on the practice field with his team. And I, that kind of has me excited. Like, good for him. The coach is coach. I know you have an NFL job, and I'm sure he's excited about it. And he said as much ago, look, I'm a coach. I like being out here, work with my guys, teaching them, getting to hang out with them, interact with them, and something that they were not able to do last season. I can only imagine how difficult it was to not just not have any fans in the stands for the most part, but not be able to interact with his team on the road, at home. Had to be really weird. And now, here in late May, with OTAs going on, he has an opportunity. And I think it's great. Now... A few things stuck out to me from what he said and also from what we saw. Just starting off with just there's a lot of red jerseys out there, non-contact red jerseys for the Carolina Panthers. Etor Gross Matos, Brian Burns, Chuba Hubbard, Greg Little, no surprise there, of course. Terrace Marshall, Trent Scott, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride Jr. Matt Rule kind of gave us a little bit of an insight on why there were so many guys sitting out. Yeah, you know, a lot of uh, you know, post, a lot of postseason you know surgeries. So we're just being careful with those guys. Some of those guys, their surgery goes all the way back to college. You know, so you know you get them in the season. Last year we didn't have a chance to do anything until they actually showed up in July. So after the season, just cleaned up some things from college, and uh, you know a couple of guys, you know, hamstring here, uh, whatever there. But um, I think all in all, our health will be pretty good once training camp starts. And two of those guys. Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin, when it comes to off-season surgeries, we found out that Brian Burns actually had a little bit of cleanup with his shoulder. He seems to be fine physically. I think one of the reporters asked Matt Rule about him. He's put on some weight. He looks ridiculous, and he's ready to go, as he's one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. He's one of the young premier pass rushers in the NFL. Jeremy Chin had in the injury last year, something that dates back to his time back at Southern Illinois in Carbondale. He had a little bit of cleanup with that. So he's also limited. Just looking out with those guys, Terrace Marshall, not really surprised after sitting out a large portion of rookie minicamp. 
YGM had his own injuries issues last year. And then Greg Little, well, when is Greg Little ever available for the Carolina Panthers? There's also some comments that Matt Rule had on quarterback Sam Darnold and how he feels about Darnold after two days of OTAs here in Carolina. He's got to get better. I mean, he's got to be, he's like any other player. He's got to improve daily. And, you know, that, that's all I really ask of our guys is don't worry about the results. Worry about the, you know, the, the trajectory that you're on. Are you improving daily? Um, and that's, you know, for a quarterback, for any quarterback, that's mechanically in their drops and the way that they're doing things, but also with the way they, you know, process things, progress through things. Um, so Sam, you know, Sam's, Sam's on day two right now, you know, he's, he's just so young and what we're asking him to do, but he's, he's got a great work ethic. He wants to be good. So, um, you know, and I think the other two quarterbacks are doing a nice job too. So it's nice when you have a bunch of guys kind of executing at a high level around you, but, uh, Sam's got a lot of work to do and I'm confident he'll do it. Now, if you're hearing that and thinking, oh, he's criticizing Sam Darnold already, and there were some people on Twitter yesterday that were going nuts over some interception and thinking it was Sam Darnold who threw it. Maybe it was. I do not care. Who throws a pick in OTAs right now? It's May. It is already May, and I've already said that like Sam Darnold turns the ball over a lot anyway, so like it wouldn't shock me, but it's not something to really get all worked up about. So you might hear that and think that, oh... He's criticizing Sam Donald already by saying he needs to get better. That's actually kind of a comment that he would say to any player on the roster and here actually adding some context later on so that there wasn't any people trying to misconstrue or let's say take out of context his words. Uh, and when I say get, I want to make sure I say this really cleanly so I don't get, you know, it doesn't get sideways. Like, I, I mean that like with any player, right? Like, you know, Shaq's like the best at it. He's like, what, what do you see? And I'm like, well, I, I would work on this. So, you know, our coaches every night, Write up, hey, what did what did you do well? What do you need to improve on? We grade everything. So I think the biggest thing for Sam is just to get really comfortable with the way that we uh, move in the pocket. You know, he comes from a different system where they were kind of stag uh, static, and we were more of a you know move up in the pocket, slide up in the pocket, throw on rhythm type of a team. So you know, we really don't want him holding the ball and you know letting it rip. We want him to you know play and play play in progression, play in timing, and so um, that's new to him. And um, but you can see a, you can see a marked difference from the first day of phase two to now. So there you have it, Matt Rule basically saying that no matter if it was Sam Darnold, Shaq Thompson, whatever person on the roster, he's going to have the same opinions in terms of one of these guys to improve every day. Now, backup quarterback situation. I wasn't expecting anyone to ask about this. I was surprised by the answer that Matt Rule gave when he was asked if he expects to go into the season once again with Will Greer and P.J. Walker as the team's backups. I mean, as I stand here right now, you know, um, I, I have a lot of confidence in all three. You know, I, I mean, um, Phil and, uh, uh, P.J. and Will have not played a ton yet, you know, um, but they've got all the talent and I, can, I think you can see their confidence like soaring, you know, like them in year two understanding what to do. So um, I would expect that to be what we do. You never know what happens. You know, we're, like, we're trying to upgrade the roster in every single way every day. Um, but as I sit here now, I'll be honest, personally, I don't love the idea of this considering the amount of games Sam Donald has missed in his first three years in New York the Jets. That's 10 now. He had the mono. He had the shoulder last year, both times being out. I think he had another ankle injury. It's not just that. It's also the uncertainty on the offensive line, particularly on the left side. There's five different left tackle candidates. I am, I'm assuming right now, based off of money, that Pat Elfline will be the starting left guard. Obviously, those things could change. We're only sitting here in late May. We'll see what happens week one. And, of course, as the season progresses, 
what will happen. That just kind of concerns me a little bit when it comes to the games that Sam Darnold's missed. I'm not saying that they should go out there and trade for Nick Foles, but there has to be a better contingency plan or backup plan than Will Greer and P.J. Walker, who I don't know if you have to depend on them for three games this coming season, that you feel very good about the Panthers being able to win all three of those. Now, of course, circumstances and who they play is very important. I just don't feel very comfortable as that being the backup situation here in Carolina. Now, what I do feel comfortable with is Jeremy Chin and where he's going to play this season, primarily at safety. But Matt Rule also hints that he might be utilized all over the field. We've always said to ourselves, you know, hey, you, you could use Chin. You know, we use Chin as a safety and as a backer. You know, because he's not fully participating right now, we have him doing a little bit more of the safety position just so he could truly learn it. And then we know once we get to training camp. And it really kind of depends on how everyone else comes along, right? Like, how, how, you know, how does Sam Franklin, how, how do those guys develop? If we feel like they're starting safeties, then we can use Chin in a more hybrid role. If, if we feel like, you know what, he's just that good at safety, we'll keep him there. And I would anticipate us doing what we did last year with him, moving him around. I think, to me, when you have a chess piece like that, you've got you to utilize his versatility. I love it. Got to utilize his versatility. Absolutely. And it's not just Jeremy Chin on this defense. It's actually kind of the overall personnel, like A.J. Boye. You bring in J.C. Horn, who they really like. Dante Jackson is back healthy. Hopefully the turf toe is not something that creeps up again. Hassan Reddick, who we have not spent enough time talking about after he had an awesome season last year with the Arizona Cardinals. Overall, there is a greater understanding outside of Jeremy Chin with the defense and how they fit into the scheme. And that's why I talked about last week how this team could potentially be a top 10 defense if things all come together. And Matt Rule kind of hinted at that as well. Well, I just think we know a lot more about what our players can do, and our players have a much better understanding of what we are. You know, I think we made some schematic changes last year after the second game on defense because it just wasn't fitting our personnel, what we were asking them to do. Um, it's something that, that doesn't get, get exposed until a preseason game, sometimes in a game. So uh, I think having this time, uh, adding some guys like Hassan, adding the guys in the secondary, adding Denzel Perryman, um, adding the guys up front that we added uh, gives us a little more flexibility. So I think we're just trying to grow, you know, get to, you know, we have a playbook this big and, you know, we're just trying to grow in terms of what our guys can master and also still play fast. So I feel pretty good about this Panthers team having a pretty much vintage Panthers defense eventually. It might not happen right away, but in the second half of the season, I expect this unit to be playing like a top 10 unit. They might be in the middle tier of the NFL to start off the season, but after we get past week 8, 9 to 10, I think that this team should be playing really well, especially with the pieces that they've added. Obviously, health will be a key factor. I'm just thinking that the natural progression that you have with these guys and Brian Burns on the outside, hopefully YGM can give you something this year. Daquan Jones, I think, is going to be huge for Derek Brown and freeing him up in the inside because last year playing up next to um Bravier and Roy and Zach Kerr I don't think that's the kind of talent that he needed to kind of unlock him at KK Short been healthier maybe Derek Brown has a better season I think this year with Daquan Jones right there next to him he has an absolute chance to play well the secondary is going to benefit from that pass rush that's only can be better after last season failing to be as good as they were the previous year where they were second in the NFL in sacks and that's also based off of just youth and inexperience now the kicker competition is something that I'm hoping will come to fruition currently there is no kicker on the roster outside of joey sly and we're not quite sure when the competition is going to come in matt rule addressed that as well um you know it's just a matter of managing the roster you know we, you know we, we did bring a guy in for rookie minicamp he did a nice job 
But, um, you know, I, I think we're just going to, you know, as for, as for right now, proceed with Joey. And if he's doing, you know, continues to do as well as we think he's going to do, then great. And if not, we know that we can go out and get someone on the street. So it's just kind of a kind of a just wait and see game. I just think Joey's done a great job of really um, – of really growing as a kicker, uh, you know, from the mental performance mindset perspective from the end of last year till now, he's taken that really seriously. And um, that to me is the key, right? Like, you know, if, if you give me two swings at a golf ball, usually the second one I'll hit pretty good. Um, but you don't get two swings in, 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 in when you kick a field goal. And so your mind has to be right. And I think he's working really hard. He's such a young player to make sure his mind is always right. Uh, they got to find somebody. Like I've said before, when asked about it and when I talked about it when breaking down special teams, there's just not a lot of good options out there. Sam Sloman's the name I put out there, but I really don't have that much confidence that he's going to be that much better than Joey Sly, if better at all. I don't think he has as big of a leg as Joey Sly. Joey has a leg. It's just about, I guess, the focus that Matt Rule's talking about and the maturity and experience, but also just being accurate, which has really been his issue since dating back to Virginia Tech. And really, that's kind of the issue with all kickers out there, whether in college or or in the NFL. Sam Darnold also spoke to the media in Carolina on Tuesday. Going to listen to some of the things that he had to say as he adjusts to Charlotte. Y'all been to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors as well. Check out some of these flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Yes, you, even you. Someone who, not quite sure they're into it. Yes, you are. 100% chocolate on every single Built Bar. You get chocolate on the cherry, on the raspberry, on the coconut, on the coconut almond. And there's already, of course, chocolate on mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, which basically is like triple chocolate, and salted caramel. They're soft and easy to chew. And they're also healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order your Built Bars today by going to BuiltBar.com and using promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Sam Darnold, he's here in Charlotte, folks. He is living in the Queen City. We got our first look at him on Monday. The first time the media really got to speak to him as a Panthers quarterback outside of when they finally traded for him and actually him being in uniform post-OTAs day two of the third phase of the program. Sam was asked about how he's adjusting to life in the Queen City. The adjustment here at Charlotte's been amazing. Uh, the people here are great. Um, the food's great. Um... All my teammates and coaches have been awesome in terms of, you know, kind of showing me around the city and um, telling me where to go, where not to go as well. Um, so it's been great. And then Christian's just been a great teammate. You know, ever since I got here, um, he's been amazing. So, um, you know, just got to continue to 
um, you know, keep getting reps with them and, and along with everyone else, just got to keep getting reps and, and getting better throughout uh, OTAs. I mean, Charlotte's a great area. So obviously Sam Darnold's already loving it. I'm hoping they're giving him some good recommendations on places to go check out. Sam, also, when we talk about him here in Carolina, why you think that he has a chance for the believers. And I'm not necessarily a 100% a believer. I think Matt Rule is. I think Scott Fitter is. I don't think it's kind of BS like it was last year with Teddy Bridgewater. I think there's actual belief from the owner on down and even in the team in Sam Darnold to potentially be the franchise quarterback in here in Carolina. And you have the reasons of you have guys like DJ Moore with him, Robbie Anderson, who he had success with in New York. You bring in Dan Arnold as a pass-catching tight end to be a red zone threat. You also drafted Terrace Marshall. Hopefully, the offensive line will be much better than what he played with in New York. You have Joe Brady. And, of course, you have Christian McCaffrey. And Sam Darnold talked about playing with Christian McCaffrey here in 2021. Christian's, he's different, like you said. I mean, he's he can do some you know, freaky things on the field and, you know, he's, he's fast. He can run routes. Um, you know, I think a similar, um, you know, a similar comp to him would be Le'Veon. Um, you know, so I think just kind of, you know, getting with Le'Veon before and then now being with Christian, um, you know, guys who can really do it all, um, catch out of the backfield, um, even line up at a receiver position and run a route. Um, so, you know, it's it was nice, you know, kind of, kind of getting to see that um, for the last year or so. I can already feel y'all cringing when he said compared him to Le'Veon Bell. When the guy, the guys he played with in New York, I mean, Bell was, I don't know if he's the best running back. I mean, the Jets were just so bad offensively, but he probably was. And Le'Veon Bell, back in Pittsburgh when he was healthy, and he did have injury issues throughout his time in Pittsburgh, but when he was healthy, he was one of the best running backs in the league. And he was versatile being a great pass catcher, was one of the more patient runners that we've seen in the last decade in the NFL. I love Le'Veon Bell when he's healthy. Now, the Le'Veon Bell we saw in New York with Adam Gase and next to Sam McDonald was not the same Le'Veon Bell, and he's obviously not as good as what Christian McCaffrey's been so far in his career here in Charlotte. And if Christian's healthy, man, Sam Donald has an excellent opportunity to be really successful here in 2021 and beyond. Now, He's also having to transition to the new offense here in Carolina. He talked a little bit about that transitioning from what he ran in New York to what he's now running here with Joe Brady in Carolina. Yeah, transition's been great. I think, you know, with that being said, I think just getting, you know, the feel of the offense, you know, in terms of the progressions and, um, you know, just seeing the field and where I'm going to go with the ball on certain coverages, um, just getting the feel of it. Um, Really, the base installs down and, um, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm going to continue to work with it and um, can you continue to uh, progress like that. Picking up the offense is not the only transition for Sam Darnold. There's also a transition in expectations. As we all should know, it's a lot easier to be a quarterback and an athlete here in Charlotte, North Carolina. The fan base, the Carolina Panthers, has never seen back-to-back winning seasons. That does not mean that y'all do not want to to see this team do better and that you don't add any pressure. But it's a little bit different than all the tabloid media that they have in New York City and the nation's number one market and having Broadway Joe Namath be one of the franchise icons and waving a number one after winning the Super Bowl up there in New York. It's just a whole different kind of people in New York City. Now, a lot of New Yorkers have moved down here to Charlotte. Now, they're still fans of the Bills and the Giants and all those teams. But it's a little more laid back. And Sam Darnold, as we've noticed, is a laid back California kid who probably never fit in New York. 
he was asked about the expectations here in Carolina compared to the ones that he had when he joined the New York Jets. Well, I mean, you know, it depends how you see it. I think for me, I've, I've always kind of had high expectations for myself, um, first and foremost. Um, you know, expectations outside of that, um, you know, to be honest, um, you know, besides my teammates and my coaches, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, you know, I think for me, it's, it's about what we expect as a team, um, you know, how, how much we expect to win. And um, for me, it's about completing the ball and, uh, you know, getting the team down the field and scoring touchdowns. That's, that's really all I care about. And as long as we do that and I do my job, um, you know, I'm all good. I think it's a perfect answer. He's not concerned about outside expectations, nor should he be. He should not care what I have to say. Now, y'all, please do care what I have to say about the Carolina Panthers. That's why you're listening, right? He should not care about the media. And I don't know if it got to him in New York, but certainly here in Carolina, it's going to be a lot easier for him. It's not going to be nearly as rabid in terms of the media folks. We have a pretty fine media organization outside of a couple people uh, who cover the Carolina Panthers that are not saying they're soft, but they're not going to be all up in this dude's business acting crazy. I mean, the Jets had one dude on their beat who was out of his mind, and it's also, again, New York City. Sam was also asked about the New York Jets and playing them in week one. First time I've seen anyone ask him this question, and this was his answer to playing the Jets in week one. Yeah, you know, I think it's a really good opportunity. Um, Good opportunity for this team to to go out and and prove ourselves against a good opponent. Just playing them, a team that just kind of gave up on you, what's that mean to you to, to get that chance right away? You know, I mean... For me as a competitor, um, I'm going to go out there and compete no matter who the opponent is. So, um, you know, that's kind of my mindset on it. Oh, good old David Newton of ESPN. I'm sure you knew who asked that question before I even told you to listen to the audio. Yeah, you should dodge it. And I said this when the schedule came out. Sam Darnold does not strike me as the kind of guy that's really going to get all that worked up about playing the Jets in week one. Certainly, yes, he wants to prove to them that they made a mistake in moving off of him and drafting Zach Wilson. I personally think that they made a mistake by drafting Zach Wilson. I don't think he's that very that good. But then again, the Jets have a track record over the last 10, 15 years of not being able to identify any first-round quarterback to actually be a franchise quarterback. And the closest guy, I guess, was the Sanchez, Mark Sanchez. But he's more affectionately known for the butt fumble than he is taking the Jets to -to back-to-back AFC championships back in 2009 and 2010. So Sam Darnold, not worried about the Jets week one, but he will absolutely have something to prove. But as Matt Rule has said, we're not going to use every game as a referendum on whether Sam Darnold can be a franchise quarterback. Now, having Christian McCaffrey back this season certainly should help his cause on potentially being the franchise here in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, back healthy, finally. Talk to the media in Charlotte also on Tuesday afternoon. We'll hear from him in just a moment. Bet online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to a website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Chris McCaffrey's back, and he's back healthy and hopefully better than ever, if that's even possible, after the last time we saw him play a full season back in 2019 where he became the third player in NFL history to have 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving in a single season. It was a miserable season for the Carolina Panthers as Cam Newton's shoulder fell off and his foot, and we had to watch Kyle Allen constantly turn the ball over and an ill-fated start by Will Greer on the road in Indianapolis, and Ron Rivera was fired with four weeks left in the season. It was very painful. But Chris McCaffrey was there to brighten our days, and he's now back here in Charlotte. And he spoke about dealing with the injuries last year and now moving forward and how excited he is for this season. No, you know, I mean, the, the, the last thing you should do, you know, whenever bad stuff happens is overcomplicate and overthink. You know, I've been playing football since I was seven. I've had a lot of success in my career. I, I've never missed a game in my life until last year. And it just sometimes it happens. You know, it's happened with players that play 25 years in the league. It happens with, um, you know, perennial all pro Hall of Fame quarterbacks have missed years. Running backs have have, you know, torn ligaments and came back and been the MVP of the league. And um, it's just something that happens that I just think gets talked about a lot because it's something to talk about. But I'm just sticking to sticking to my P's and Q's. You know, I know how to play this game at a high level. And I know how to train. I know how to take care of myself. Sometimes you just get unlucky. And, uh, you know, as much as I would have loved to prevent those, it's it, sometimes it's hard and sometimes freak stuff happens. But I'm completely moved on to this year. I feel great. My mind's good. My body's even better. And, and uh, I'm fired up. I like what he said there. The last thing you should do is overcomplicate and overthink. I know how to train. I know how to take care of myself. T- sometimes you get unlucky. And I've always hated when people put the the injury plagued moniker on someone it's just bad luck no one takes care of their body better than christian mccaffrey seriously we see the regiment the routines it's nuts how healthy this dude is and for last year to be pretty much the first time he's ever been injured his entire career as a running back that's one of the things about running backs you think about they have a finite amount of hits is why i'm not really in love of paying a running back even if you look at christian mccaffrey as more than that he's definitely the best in the league you can argue, Derrick Henry, if you want, he's one of the top weapons in the NFL, one of the most dangerous players out there. When he's healthy, he is fantastic, and I'm happy that he's healthy this year and not worried about any sort of setbacks going in 2021. Now, Christian McCaffrey being healthy is going to be huge for Sam Darnold. McCaffrey talked about what he's noticed so far from Sam Darnold through two days of OTAs. Well, he's very sharp, and I think that's something that's really exciting early. Um, You know, obviously he's very talented. He throws a great ball, but his decision-making has been very good. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, like I just said, Sam's very talented, and um, he's smart. He knows where to go with the ball. Uh, He's confident. He demands the huddle. Um, but I love how everybody's responding to to his urgency, you know, and him, him taking control of that huddle and receivers getting to the ball and, and just having a, a crisp, you know, sharp sense of urgency, catching the ball, getting upfield. That's the kind of stuff that you want to see right now, uh, just molding the team. 
Yeah, well, you can never have enough, uh, and especially when you have someone like that who um, you know is such a good guy off the field, but just demands respect when he's on the field, and um, is just a football guy. You know, all he wants to do is win, and that shows on how he approaches the game, how he carries himself, and um, you know, I think I think he's he's you know the quarterback, obviously. So everything goes through him, and, and we're really excited about it. He's very sharp. He's a football guy. Remember, Matt Rule said this is a very serious football place. Carolina is. Sam Darnold, when he first got here, talked about it's all about ball here. And Chris McCaffrey likes that because Sam Darnold certainly seems to be a dude who's all about ball and hopefully is going to be good alongside him in the backfield this year. And it's not the first time these guys have kind of interacted with each other. Apparently, they've been going back to California for summers. We're hanging out amongst each other in terms of just NFL players and former Pac-12 guys. Christian McCaffrey, talk about the relationship that he has with Sam Darnold. Yeah, you know, uh, Sam and I go way back, you know, to playing against him when I was at Stanford and he was at USC. And, um, you know, I just remember always our, our defense talking about how good he was in college and uh, following his career. And just every time I go out to California, there's a good group of guys who go out there and throw. And so I've had the opportunity to throw with him a few times. And, um and he's so, he's such an easy guy to be around, you know. He's so laid back. He's such a great person, um, and and such a a good player too. You know, when he's out there throwing, he's he's calm, he's collected, but he has a great sense of urgency to him as well. And uh, it shows on the field. And and like I said, he just wants to win. And and that's that's I think the main thing you should want in a quarterback is somebody that that wants to win games and and uh, do it however he can. I love it. He just wants to win. I, I'm not saying Chris McCaffrey's not a California guy, but he's kind of a, he's a West Coast guy. Let's be honest. Denver is probably, especially since UC Colorado went to uh, the Pac-12. They're more of a West Coast kind of vibe out there. It's Mountain Standard Time, God's Time Zone. Way more laid back. I can really see him and Sam Donald really getting along. We had seen workout videos, which I've said not too big of a deal. Of course, these guys are working out. Every player in the NFL is working out with some of their top guys in the offseason. Typically, that's kind of what they have to do to try and get chemistry, especially after last year where you really couldn't do it or you had to be sneaky about it during the pandemic. So I'm happy to see these guys are really interacting with each other. I also had a conversation the other day about number changes. DJ Moore is going to be number two this year. I can't imagine that cost him too much moving from 12 to 2. One guy has said that probably is not going to change his number, even though that number five means a lot to him is Christian McCaffrey. Because apparently there's a lot of money that he's going to have to pay considering he's one of the most popular players in the NFL and most certainly the most popular in top-selling jersey here in Carolina. He talked about sticking with 22 this season. Uh, it won't be this year. You know, we'll see. I, I haven't I haven't made my mind up. Um, that's a number that means a lot to me. Uh, it's for sure for a lot of personal reasons. Um, but, you know, I'm sticking with 22 this year. Uh, I think it'll it'll be a good check to change. Um this year so but but we'll see I me mean, you never know i like i said i haven't i have no i have no yes or no answer i have no idea but but i know this year i'm 22 look christian's got the money he certainly has the money but he is actually being fiscally responsible unlike some players out there and he's like i'm not going to hand the league this check i'm gonna wait till next year when it's free and he's probably gonna go back to number five which will be really cool to see christian mccaffrey dying in the same number that he wore back in high school then at stanford university where he was a heisman trophy finalist and probably should have won it over Derek henry that season so that concludes another episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe 
on Apple Podcasts. Also check us out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. If there's ever an issue with one of those, go listen to the other platform. If you're listening to one stream and it works out right now, well, keep listening to that stream. Unless there's an issue, then go find it else somewhere. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the offseason, I'm going to need your participation with our Friday mailbag, where you can ask me anything and everything about the Carolina Panthers, about myself, and life in general. Again, I thank you guys so much for your support. Another great week for us last week. I don't know what the numbers were last year, but either way, I'm excited to have you guys listening. I can't have any success unless you guys listen to this podcast. You guys are liking it so far, and I appreciate everyone who's ever hit me up and said they appreciate the podcast. We are up year to year by a ton um, from where this podcast was last year in May, and I'm super excited for the season to get here. I'm fine to talk about OTAs, but I'm ready to talk about the Jets in week one when we get to September. So, again, I love you all. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.